Greetings and welcome to the Mount Rushmore podcast. My name, Jeff. Joined always as by good friend, Richard. Hello. And Michael. Howdy. Richard, Michael. Locked. Discussion. Deliberation. Most important things of topic. This week, topic, we didn't start the fire. Michael, you chose this and last week's. How are they connected? I love your staccato <laughs> reading. <laughs> Sounded kind of sounded kind of Hulk a little bit. <laughs> kind, of, kind of Tonto from the <laughs> Lone Ranger serial. Uh, well, when I first when I reclaiming I, my time from those that's transitive right. words between uh, the mean. When words. I thought of uh, it's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine, and I threw it on our little Facebook group saying, "Hey, we should do this." I think in a post or in a comment, literally like a second later, I was like, "Oh, we should also <laughs> right. We should yeah. also do um, another kind of list song." Um, song and uh, we didn't start the fire and it seemed like one of those that where it's the end of the world as we know it kind of you know had some a few references sprinkled in it's not as much of a list song that song as much as it has a list of kind of words and feelings and emo- and things yeah. that happen this is like a run through of 50 years of 20th century history that this is this big recap by uh, you know Billy Joel of kind of like his of the life that he's lived up until that point in 1988 89 mm-hmm. right um, and this I thought was uh, it's kind of a whatever song kind of a boring song yeah. kind of whatever but it's a very iconic song in spite of that and maybe that's because of the music video maybe that's because of just the nature of the song where it's people love lists I mean yeah. no, no matter where you go they love a list of and that's all we're doing from here on out. Just song lists. We're just, we're just doing a podcast about songs that are lists. Mm-hmm. So next week's going to be a whole episode on 88 lines about 44 women. <laughs> okay. Week after that's going to be People Who Died. We'll do I've Been Everywhere by Hank Snow, and we'll okay. just keep kind of going from there. Um, those those first two that you that you mentioned, 88 lines about 44 women and uh, People Who people Died, who died uh, those are such mainstays on K-Rock. Oh, sure. Oh, uh, all the time. And on the first wave uh, station on Sirius. Yeah. Now. Oh, are they? Oh, yeah. Mm. Big time. Okay. Bigly. Um, Michael, you chose it. Richard, you start. All right. So I'm starting with the ghostly apparition of Billy Joel. Because <laughs> I was watching the music video. <laughs> was this, which Star Wars was this? Was I believe this was, uh, I believe this is, he was in episode two. He was retconned into, because I know in the film theatrical release, he wasn't there, but then they added. Oh, is that one of those things that, that uh, a force ghost. Well, everyone. The thing about Billy Joel is everyone liked when he was like a puppet, like the the spitting image oh, yeah. puppet of yeah, him. Yeah. Yeah. But then when, when he's digital, but then the digital version of him is just so weird. Yeah, so, weird. so if you're not familiar with the music video or, or haven't seen it in a while, the whole concept is Billy Joel in a kitchen as this family kind of goes through their lives from I guess the '50s through the I'll, late '80s, early '90s. I'll just throw this in there. The music video is. One of my choices as well. Okay. So I think that this is all kind of... We'll, we'll, we'll kind of get through a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. So this is very specific, though. And 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 Billy Joel is like this... Almost like this... It's like Almost like this little... The narrator in our town or something. He's sitting there, like, watching as the family is going through all these... The decades and, like, the kids grow up and become, like... A, one's a draft dodger. The other's burning her bra mm-hmm. and all this. They go into the 80s. Just all this stuff that happens to this family. And there's Billy Joel in that kitchen, just standing there. Get out of my kitchen, Billy Joel! <laughs> Literally, he is up in my kitchen. I don't want him here. I mean, did, what, what what happened? Did he die? 
I he drove Billy... his car through the wall. <laughs> yeah. Did he <laughs> die? The room. And he can't leave? He's like died in the kitchen He's like in the vodka. 40s? I think the most interesting thing about this music video is I thought the same thing watching it, that it was the same family. But the, the wives change throughout. It's not the same woman playing the same... It's not? Are you sure? Yeah. I, there's Did a you list. look this up? Uh-huh. Um, there's a bunch of different women that are in Did this. Did you look this up on the internet? <laughs> well, the authority um, of... <laughs> an actress named Melody Knighton played the very first wife. The Lucy-looking The Lucy-looking life. She actually went on to a career as playing I Love Lucy. <laughs> a Lucy um, impersonator. A, a Lucy impersonator and Dolly Parton and different things. And if you look at pictures of her, it's like... It's spot on. Sure. Um, but a bunch of other people are in the video. Like Marley Matin, Matlin plays a daughter in it. But... Other women, uh, Lupe McDonald, Susan McNabb, Barbara, uh, Paoletta, and Frankie Thorne, they're like different versions. If, it's, not ju- it, it's not just one family. Oh. Unless I'm totally different wrong. Families. But it's like different families experiencing different things throughout the... Different white families. 50, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Throughout like the, the 50s, 60s, 70s, and mm-hmm. whatever. Um, by the time you get like... I, I remember thinking that too because the first version of it, the first uh, wife in it, is uh, the Lucille Ball looking woman. And it's like, oh my God, this is I Love Lucy. This is his memories of growing up with his mom looked like I Love Lucy or his first memories or are of I Love Lucy as his parents Mm -hmm. or whatever. And then you start going through and it's like a different person is the wife and it goes on and on and on until the most grim version of the 1980s that I've ever seen. It's Mm -hmm. like something out of uh, uh, A Christmas Vacation, The Next Door Neighbors and Christmas Vacation, or something out of Beetlejuice. There's this weird, yeah. There's this weird ultra rich person 1980s that existed that I have no concept of. Like we were, right. we were certainly not wealthy. We were certainly not even middle class. But like, whatever image of that that did exist, they're like, it's so grim and foreboding and angular and concrete. But it's interesting that like he this grim apparition of Billy Joel. He's not just in one house that like he remembered. He's like going around to everyone's homes. And he's right. spying on everybody. He could be in your house wow. right now, Jeff. Yeah. Did you think about that? Billy uh, Joel could be in your kitchen and you would never know it. I think if you say try to sleep after that. A piano man, piano man, piano man three times. <laughs> you summon him. Don't do it. You just did it. Oh, no. Now we're going to have scenes from an Italian restaurant <laughs> playing in the background of this whole podcast. I, I was watching the video trying to... I, 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 I Is had it the that same first, dad? It's weird because the dad stays the same for a lot of it. That's where <laughs> So does he like remarry or something? Do maybe he does because the children... The children... The children... Kill, kill the children. Killed or... Oh, oh I think I know what happened in this video. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, chil- the children keep changing and they, they're like at different ages at the wrong times. Right. Or like that you'd think like, oh, if this was the little boy that grew up in the 50s, he should have... He should be like 30 but then he's in like, the yeah, 70s or something. Str- yeah. Oh. Do you think Billy Joel was trying to be deep? Like, I, I, know, that, I know that he had hits like Big Shot or Piano Man or New York State of Mind or th- that had about as much depth as, you know, a puddle. And is this... Is there's some... St- stuff in the, that references culture, but then politics and international politics. You think Billy Joel had to kind of have his smart friends read from a newspaper to do the <laughs> lyrics for this? This is like guy who well, drives his car through a house in Long Island on a regular basis. Right, right? he does. Yeah. He frequently visits ponds with his car yeah. after he's had yeah. a couple. This, um, is def- this is definitely like, I'm going to write down everything I know and see if I can fit it into a song. If I can fit the... the uh, 
It seems like he's well, writing he, out uh, stuff he doesn't know. Too. He, mm. Apparently, and I, I read this on Genius.com when I was looking up the lyrics. Is that, is that a sarcastic no, website? That's a, that? No, that's a website. <laughs> Genius.com. Come on, genius. genius. God, come on, let's go to Genius.com, I read idiot. No shit, Sherlock.com. That's more of a dot net. Every, all the search results have duh after them. <laughs> apparently, he was having a conversation with a friend of Sean Lennon. Who had oh. just turned 21 is, and was going on about how, man, it's so crazy to be living in this era. It's like no one's ever had to deal with all the crazy stuff that we deal with. And Billy Joel got kind of offended by that, thinking that that meant that, oh, well, our my generation yeah. went through m- way more than y- your generation did. So yeah. he started just thinking about all the things he had all seen in his yeah. generation. Yeah, I, I, I have some questions about this. Okay, so uh, is the video and the ghostly apparition of one, the first choice for each of you guys? Well, his is the ghostly apparition. Mine is the music video. Yeah, what else general. do you have about the music video? Anything? No, it's what I, what I did appreciate about the music video was that it's centered solely around the kitchen. And I think that that is something that as you grow in a family, it becomes more and more the center place of your kind of world, the kitchen, dining room yeah. sort of thing. Every, like you come from home from work and school and the first thing you do is, is dinner, and that's where you kind of interact with your parents. Yeah. Uh, it's something that we're starting to get into with Felix, where, like, at first it was, you know, he's just bottle-fed and breastfed and whatever, and then slowly he's like, oh, he's sitting at the table now. And then we're just giving him, like, purees and food right. and stuff, and slowly it's transitioning to, oh, we have to have – we should be eating our dinner around the table, too – because he's got to have this interaction with us having food and we're not just sitting in front of the TV. Right. So I think that our family is weirdly transitioning into the, this uh, kitchen dining room yeah. thing. And I, I kind of appreciated that about the music video that was centered entirely. I mean, aside from like the horrific images in front of like the burning. The, the it looks death. like the end of Scrooge. <laughs> That's, yeah, another, That's actually what another it, good, I think of. Yeah, Another good one to talk about like the yuppie 80s super rich mm-hmm. a-hole version that of society that I don't understand don't get or understand but like I thought that was really interesting in the video that it kind of yeah. everything was built around that these quote you know kitchen table politics and that maybe that comes back to what you said Jeff in terms of like does he actually know yeah all of this or is it just stuff that you kind of hear words well, that are if come out of your dad's mouth or mom's mouth if we're talking the music video I think it we we should spend a moment talking about Billy Joel the music video actor yeah, because I find it interesting. He was someone who you look at his early music videos, and they were just your typical late seventies, early eighties. Him in a piano, or him yeah. in the band, sort of just miming through the song. And at some point, he decided he could be an actor, yeah, or a music video actor. And his videos got very Usually, artsy. There's a lot of Russell M- M- Mulcahy, who is this he guy who did like Highlander, oh. the movie, but he did a lot of those like high concept music videos, okay. like in the early 80s like the pressure music pressure video. Yeah. and allentown's another mm-hmm. one where it's like this whole like our town sort of like play that's yeah. taking place and at some point billy joel decided i should be acting in every video that i do yeah so you've got you know the, the uptown girl or tell her about it or all these videos have him sort of playing a role so to speak yeah. and i in my mind I, it got to the point where if you told me oh yeah billy joel had some acting gigs in the 80s like one of those like musicians yeah. who took on acting roles. Yeah. I always said, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Never did. Mm-hmm. But uh, so this is another one where he's, so, he's not the focus of the video. He's not the focus in terms of an actor, but he's there. 
yeah. doing his theatric, yeah. his thespian-y best. Yeah, he does seem to play the the separate, uh, who is this character in films, the separate kind of uh, um, wraith that kind of goes through the thing. He's there, but not. And I, I, I think in terms of the music video, I think a lot of times maybe the music videos are where he tried to add some depth to the songs. Uh, like, like, you, like you talked yeah. about the sort of, yeah. I think maybe the music videos are where he tried to, he tried to give it more import than maybe the songs yeah. particularly yeah. had. Unlike the last uh, episode's topic, this one seems to be framed by the end of World War II and the Cold War. So uh, if we start with sure. Har- Harry Truman, um, and then it seems to go very much through, through the 80s. 80s, rock and roll or Kohler War. So um, yeah, that's interesting. Okay, cool. So um, then, Richard, what would your second be? All right, so my second choice, you mentioned it. It's the last line of the last, or it's the last line of the last verse. It's the phrase, Rock and Roller Cola Wars. And this, this is the thing that, Michael, that, that Billy Joel can't take any more of? <laughs> of all the things that are in the song, this is what he can't take any more of. He's at his fill. This is what makes him flip his little conference table on fire in disgust and go, ah, I'm out of here. That's funny. This is great. We're kind of like right in tune with this because okay. my choice, my second choice, or one of my choices is there's two moments of anger amongst the sea of monotony. Oh, okay. And it's JFK blown away. What else do I have to say? And rock and roller cola wars. I can't take it anymore. Right. All of this, like, oh, like this song is very droney. You know, he's just kind of yeah. listing off things and singing thing, da, 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 mm-hmm. and then, you know, the chorus and everything. But, like, these are these two, oh, there's only two moments of, like, him getting, like, impassioned, yeah. and it's the JFK, what's the rock and roller? Now, I have a, now I have a theory about this, and, and before we get to it, if, if our younger listeners they may not remember that in the 80s, there was a, such a thing as the Cola War, where Pepsi and Coca-Cola, particularly, were, were g- trying to one-up each other in terms of celebrity endorsements. Now, I don't, Remember, was it particularly rock and roll that was involved with this? I think it was just celebrities in general, whether it was the Bill Cosby's or the Cindy Crawford's or the, the what have. There, I know there were musicians who were involved, uh-huh. but were they really rock and roller cola wars, which is a terrible huh. rhyme, by the way? I wonder, was he referring to, I, for some reason, my mind jumped to um, Neil Young saying what, this, this, the, this note for you. Yeah. I ain't going to sing in for Pepsi. I remember a thing that I don't like about Pepsi or any advertising company that puts down another company's product in their ad. Yeah. It feels very just like, man, just just sell your own product. And I remember a commercial that I had on this old Star Wars tape <laughs> where it was it was centered around their... Uh, oh, this, was, this uh, is the, 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 the broadcast from CBS, right? Yeah, it was the choice of a new generation is was their slogan for a while, Pepsi. And... The video had like these aliens coming down, you know, because it was on a Star Wars TV broadcast and then like beaming up the Coke soda machine. Right. And then like spitting it out or something and then taking the Pepsi one. Like, don't do you feel the need to insult your opponent because you're number two in the whatever? Does that make you? And I feel the same way about like like Android commercials, like attacking Apple in the same way that Apple commercials attacked PCs like the the weird attacking your main competitor in an ad mm-hmm. it, to gain an advantage to make them look foolish or dumb. I I hate that more than anything. Yeah. and I I don't remember the rock and roll the, the cola wars all that much. Right, uh, just in general, but specifically I 
I remember that from from these sets of commercials, and it's like, man. And the whole and the whole thing started with Pepsi coming out with a commercial in the early '80s where they did like the blind taste test, mm-hmm. and more people chose Pepsi. Even Coke drinkers chose Pepsi over Coke in a blind taste test. Then Coke came back, and I always found this really odd. Did their, they, did they? <laughs> their their response was they 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 sort of did a blind taste test too, but they was put, it with Stevie Wonder? Was it a was, it was it a fake? Fake blind fake taste blind test, taste as we know he's not really blind. Because they had like A and B or something, and they, 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 they did their own taste test and basically showed that people couldn't tell the difference between Coke and Pepsi, oh. which seems like a really weird yeah. like selling point. Uh-huh. Um, but you eventually <laughs> got to this point where yeah. here are your big celebrities endorsers at, at, at the height of the cola, the, the cola Wars. Pepsi had Michael Jackson, as we all know from lighting his hair on fire during the... Yeah, uh, so he's the rock and roller. He was the rock and roller. You know who Coke had as their rock and roller? Julio Iglesias. Oh, dear. And Coke won. Wow. This is how weird the 80s were, guys. Wow. You could get Julio Iglesias with his, like, white V-neck sweater looking like he's getting ready to go out there (laughs) to to play a cricket match or something. Just goes Heights to show. Heights of popularity. (laughs) Just goes to show. It's not not about the look. It's about the taste. And, 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 uh... So I have a theory about this, about why he was so angry. Hmm. I think Mr. BJ, as his friends call him, I believe. Yeah, they I guess, call sure. him that in a song. Yeah, Sure. Uh, I think he was just pissed that no one asked him to endorse their soda. Hmm. Right? Because oh, yeah. no, he was a pretty big star in the 80s. Nobody asked him. Maybe that's why he got so pissed off mm-hmm. about it. Maybe he brought back these bad memories. Maybe Billy Joel of Coca-Cola. Joel of Cola. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> uh, maybe R.C. Cola should have thrown their hat into the mix oh, and, yeah. and given a few bones to Billy Joel. Maybe yeah. we would have had a diet right. Yeah, we would have had a yeah. totally different cola yeah. uh, landscape today if they just uh, ponied up a little bit of the old clamolas for uh, Mr. Billy Joel. Instead, Billy said, I'm just going to drink straight bourbon all the time. <laughs> and drive my car <laughs> into, <laughs> into a kitchen. Screw you, soda companies. Consider this war one. I drink. <laughs> I drink whiskey and cokes. Hold the coke. Hold the coke. Easy on the coke. All right. Um, where does that leave us? Are we at our halftime? Where's halftime? Okay, uh, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We would like you to do more than just listen. We'd like you to join the dialogue. We would like you to go to Facebook and look up the Mount Rushmore podcast uh, page, and then go in and leave your idea for a topic we should d- debate on and argue about. And we'd, we'd love to hear what you think about previous podcasts. We'd also like you to go to iTunes or Stitcher and download, rate, and maybe even leave a review of some uh, podcast episodes that uh, exist in our library, our voluminous 100-plus episode library there. And we'd also like you to support other podcasts by going out into the podverse and um, finding something new. Maybe you could listen to the one that this promo is about. Need an escape? vanish into the depths of a magic forest. Head out on an interstellar repair mission. Travel back in time to change the future. Explore inside someone or something else. Meet dragons, werewolves, birds, bears, aliens, mermen, and a man with a fishbowl for a head. All in 10 minutes or less every week. Tune in to 600 Second Saga for your weekly science fiction and fantasy escape. And lastly, we want you uh, to accept a nice gift from us. That's right, because you are a loyal listener or maybe a first-time listener of the Mount Rushmore podcast. We are going to give you, through Audible, a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check them out. You could listen to Billy Joel, the definitive biography. Uh, It's unabridged. 
So you know there's no bridging. It's unabridged. Uh, Fred Schurers is the author, and Kirk Thornton is the narrator, not Billy Joel. You know why it's unabridged? What's that? Because he'd drive his car off the bridge if there was one there. <laughs> Yay. Yay. <laughs> oh, I love, I love that Christy Brinkley and Billy Joel have a kid, and the kid, the daughter, gets Billy Joel's looks. Have you seen the kid? Oh, Alexa Ray yeah, Joel. Yeah, yeah. It's just poor. She got she to gotta think she lost the lottery. That's it. And her, she got her songwriting abilities. Okay, all right. Uh, okay, yeah, definitely. Okay, with Audible, you can get a free audiobook download and a free 30-day trial by going to www.audibletrial.com slash Rushmore. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Maybe there's an Elton John autobiography read by himself and not some hack. Kirk Thornton. What if Kirk Thornton reads all the Silvery Piano Player? <laughs> Captain Beefheart. Leon Russell. W.C. Handy. W.C. Handy. Victor Borga. <laughs> to download your free audiobook download. Ah, to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash Rushmore. And we is back. And I guess it would be Richard. Yeah, I guess it would be. Uh, my third choice is Singman Ree. This is the only person yeah. that I have on the actual list. Yeah. Uh, Sigmund Rhee was the uh, first and last head of the provisional government of uh, Korea during the war, and then the basically dictator of South Korea from 48 until 1960. Now, I don't have anything really interesting about Sigmund Rhee, and that's kind of the point. Mm. Billy Joel didn't have anything interesting about yeah. Sigmund Rhee either, and that's such an obscure pull. And Jeff, you mentioned this a little while ago. When you said, like, someone had to have been feeding Billy Joel some names, yeah. right? I feel like he just tackled a high school uh, debate club kid <laughs> from that era, and his index card box fell open. Right. And he just picked some up at random. And or, stuff. I think what happened is that he needed rhymes. Yeah. So he needed something that rhymed with Kennedy and had the right meter. Okay. And went around, like, asking people. Hey, was there anything in the 50s that rhymed with Kennedy? Yeah. That would kind of fit in? I need to be, like, this many syllables. And sure. then somebody at some point, one of, one of Sean Lennon's friends, yeah. I don't know, f- came up with the like, oh, yeah, who was that guy who was the, the Korean guy? Mm-hmm. No, not North Korea. The other guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that works. No, okay. not that one. Yeah, no, that not one. that one. The other one. West Korea. <laughs> West Korea. South, Northeast Korea. Because um, this happens multiple times during the song where there's somebody who is referenced that is such a deep cut where if you're just going through and as he claims just started listing all these things that he remembered yeah. from, from 50s until then. There's no way like a Malenkoff or Liston beats Patterson. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a boxing match. It was for the world title back in the 60s. Sure, it was, a, I guess, a fairly well-known fight, but it wasn't as well-known as like Cassius Clay beating mm-hmm. Sonny Liston or something like that. And the only reason, he, I'm, I, I, I'm sure the only reason he used Liston beats Patterson because he needed something that rhymed with John Glenn. Yeah. Has to be the only reason. Mm. So the song is just filled with all of these like really broad, uh, obvious references like the JFK blown away. Yeah. And then all of these super random, like, like why is chubby checker in there? Yeah. You know, why is, why is the children of the Lilamide in there? This is a great song for when I'll tell you the exact moment when you need to listen to this song. You need to listen. If your company has paid for a lunch and you feel obligated to go get all of the different, whatever food, whatever your tray of uh-huh. various meats and salad and whatever, and they also kind of expect you to work, but you're, okay. not, but you're not actually going back to your desk to work. 
and Lord knows you're not sitting with the horrendous people that you work with, but you're going back to your desk to kind of just eat your lunch quietly and Mm kind of F around. This is the perfect song to listen to for four minutes and then to just pull up a website that has the list of everything that they they talk about Mm -hmm. and just kind of for like half an hour. Just you, read about all this stuff. Just read maybe, about the history of the United maybe States. Maybe you do this Or the history of the world. Maybe. You, listen, Cinco de Mayo. You need uh, more hobbies, sir. <laughs> but it's just one of those, it's like you're just reading through to like, do I know anything about this? Okay. Yeah. All right. I got, I got the three paragraph, one paragraph, uh, mm-hmm. word or two about mm-hmm. this. And then you're half an hour later and you're like, I guess I guess yeah. got to go back to work. Yeah. I remember when this song was really popular, they had a nationwide contest and it was like a it was some sort of like quiz where like high school or like junior high kids would get quizzed on all of the people who are in the song is it k-rock k-rock doing all the quizzes just in town all they do no this was like in schools (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i can't remember if it was like a i think it might have been something where like you didn't know who they were going to say and you had to like basically try to summarize that person in like 15 seconds or something like that yeah um, very like kind of national geography B sort mm-hmm. of uh, feel to it. Yeah. And that's what this feels like. It feels like little tiny feels a little random like homework, incredibly random homework assignments. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, oh, Uh-oh. oh, here he comes. Well, this is not a log cabin. This oh. is a Wait, fine okay. establishment. Um, that's not uh, Washington. Uh, I hit my well, stovepipe hat on the, se- the door. Not when I it down for me. I'm not a good history student. Uh, my, my beard is itchy. Oh, I know this one. Front Van Buren? Yeah, it's Van Buren. It's cut the chops, right? Oh, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I've never been in a. Harry Truman. <laughs> my name Mr. Is Lincoln. My Mr. Lincoln. Abraham. Uh, we held him on the court for too long. Oh, we're, we're sorry. We, we were, were just just pulling your chain. I'm sure it killed you to hear I've us. I looked off not into the future and I've seen that Daniel Day Lewis do an impersonation that sounds kind of up here. I want you all to know. My voice is low and <laughs> resonant. Like, I, I, I've seen the Hall of Presidents before. I know how you sound, <laughs> sir. <laughs> well, I, you gentlemen seem like decent fellows, um, God fearing, decent fellows who are not uh, married to a manic, depressant woman like I am, and lose yourself in your hobbies, which include hatchet-throwing and songwriting. Really? Songwriting? I was not aware of that. I'm trying to write. I'm working on some lyrics for a song that's kind of like a list of all the crazy things that have happened in my lifetime or thereabouts. Sure. I think if you could help me. Do you have any examples? Just take take that word. Uh, let me see. Um, General Washington was okay. Let's see. Let's see some other things. <laughs> I don't like. Here. I don't like that this is just like shitting on other uh, presidents. Ben Franklin overrated. <laughs> Let's see. I'm trying to think of some other things like King of England, really dumb. <laughs> Do you have any rhymes for Ford Theater, Mr. Lincoln? What? That sounds like a nice place. Maybe I could visit and see a play someday. I think you will, yes. You should, you should work oh, out some, okay. some rhymes for that. Okay. Um, um, what did you just do? I have to set history right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just born in a log cabin. Log cabins are great. It's uh, pursue the l- oh. legal inf- profession. Not so easy, Mr. is it, Mr. President? <laughs> Mr. Just to come up with rhymes. Mr. Well, I would think it was pretty easy. <laughs> Mr. Lincoln, have you thought about starting it with... I'm Abe Lincoln, and, and I'm, I'm here to say... Oh, with my, 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 my sharpen my pencil. I'm Abe Lincoln, and I'm here to say... 
I'm going to be president uh, forever in a day. Of the USA. Of the USA. This is good stuff. It's like I'm speaking and singing, but I'm more speaking than singing. It's a crazy concept, (laughs) sir. This is amazing. (laughs) Oh, 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 sorry. Mary Todd's been calling me back for a taffy pull. I got to go. Is that candy or something else, sir? Yes, that's, yes. (laughs) Hey, guys, what's up? Hey. Where were you you at, Jeff? Jeff getting a fresca? I was getting a fresca in the fridge in the house. Oh, okay. Did you get me one? No. Sorry. Uh, I I got you this beer that tastes like pineapple seltzer. Perfect. Yeah. Just what I love. Okay, where the the hell were we? It was amazing that we're on our third pick. Okay. And it's amazing that both Sean Lennon and Abraham Lincoln have both tied into my third pick. Oh, is that right? And those are words that you do not often say. (laughs) No, they don't. And my third choice is... Uh, I love new versions of We Didn't Start the Fire with any of the crazy stuff that's happening in today's age. Oh, yeah. Uh, over the last year, the political landscape of our world has been really effed up yeah. from the countless number of people that have been like fired out of like the Trump administration. Yeah, yeah. I love when someone clever on Twitter will run down a list and... Uh, write it in this style where, oh, I've never ra- seen this. where it rhymes. Yeah. Go look for We Didn't Start okay. the Fire on Twitter, okay. and it's just like they'll say, like, they'll have like a list of names of people that have been fired, or yeah. like it can be any sort of yeah. situation. It can be um, deportations, da da da. Anything that this song does. My point is, this song should be updated every year yeah. for all the crazy stuff that happens within a year. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if you don't want to do it every year, do it every 10. Just someone get Billy Joel. I know he's not really, he's kind of just performing the old hits if with, still. If any tart dies, Elton John will update the song Candle in the Wind. Mm. And Billy yes. Joel should do the same. Yes. Yeah. He should, he should like, every decade, you know, they, we do the census. Sure, once, every, once a decade. Once a decade, Billy Joel should be brought yeah. out. Billy Joel, here's 500 different phrases just work them into yeah. something over the last decade and we'll just we'll put out a new single yeah you can buy some new cars <laughs> you can perform it kind of or whatever or don't it doesn't matter because do you think he actually remembers all the lyrics to this song now no oh god yeah no what if he also maybe updated? that's you know last last week we talked about michael stipe retiring maybe he just stopped remembering the lyrics to, to it's the end of the world as we know it so he couldn't perform it anymore <laughs> yeah. and like he's like Man, even I don't know the lyrics, and I wrote it. I'm not performing it <laughs> oh, anymore. Forget it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, I just I love I love when list. it's done those sorts of lists cleverly, and the fact that you brought up Sean Lennon saying, "Look at all this crazy stuff that's happening his, now." Sean Lennon's friend. Please. Oh, I'm sorry. I, yeah. I thought you said Sean Lennon. Oh, Sean Lennon. This his buddy. Yeah. But it was his friend. Sean Lennon's friend. Uh, with uh, unnamed friend. Okay. Unnamed friend of Sean Lennon. Mm. Uh. Either way. Still, doesn't matter. Uh, friend, friend O'Shawn. I love that Sean, Friend O'Shawn brought this up as, like, hallmarking the crazy stuff that's happening. And, you know, uh, Billy Joel was like, hold my beer and let me, <laughs> let me recite the last four, 50, you know, 80 years. And then I love that you're, you're uh, Abraham Lincoln. or what? Not you're Abraham Lincoln. I love that Abraham Lincoln, when he was just here, thank you, that he came in and tried to do his own version of it. <laughs> like just dating back to like the to the uh, Revolutionary <laughs> War, and you know, but I love that this is a song that is a template mm-hmm. for anything else because it is just a list song. As long as you get the meter right, as yeah. long as you get the syllables right, as long as you get the rhyming right, you can write anything super fun. It makes me wish Mambo Number no. Five was not just about the chicks that Lou Vega slept with, but like about the stuff that was happening. Yeah, 
Did the Simpsons do a version of this? Oh, yes, yes, there they you go. did. Oh, good. Called called "They'll Never Stop the Simpsons" <laughs> at the end of one of their episodes back in two thousand two. Uh, uh, that's funny. So it was it wasn't the one hundred thirty eighth episode spectacular. Was no, it? it was Gump Roast. I don't know which one that is. It's two thousand two. It's starting to get a little wonky by that point. Richard, what was your last choice? My last choice is the Psycho Strings when he says the word psycho ah. near the end of the song. The Bernard Herrmann. Yeah, when he's doing the list and the list gets to the words, the song gets to psycho in the song. The Bernard Herrmann strings <laughs> play over really? that. Yes. Oh. And she gets sued. Unless he got cl- Could unless that he got be cl- any more on the fucking nose? Hmm. I, I, look, <laughs> Billy Joel is not the most subtle songwriter to begin with. It's pretty much his songs are piano man, right? Like he yeah. writes, here are these things that I, I see, or yeah. he, these are observations or, you know, scenes from an Italian restaurant. It's literally him writing scenes from an Italian restaurant. Yeah. There's not a lot of subtext, subtext to his songs. Yeah. But even for Billy Joel, this is just a little bit too much. I mm-hmm. mean, that's, could you be any more cliched than having that? What if everything had a sound effect associated yes. with it? Yes. Yeah, that would yes. be incredible. Yes. 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 I love this song now. Oh, let's go back and look. There should be a bomb explosion when he mentions H-bomb. There yes. should be... Uh, what is uh, Liberace? What's oh, Liberace's yeah, yeah. most favorite should be song? A piano t- twinkle yeah. or something. Glacindo. That was a very tasteful um, suggestion. Um, you know, we could have a we we could have JFK gun multiple shots. shots. <laughs> yeah, a magic bullet for JFK. Oh, that's, yeah. awesome. that's, awesome. that's so that's so stupid. You guys come up with this, by the way. If you guys have have good song sound effect suggestions for us for what should be yeah. going on, we sh- the updated remix 2018 version. I can see Billy, we didn't start the Billy fire. Joel goes and records the music, and then he's. He hangs up, he grabs his jacket, says, okay, I'm done for the day. You guys add sound effects to everything I just made. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> see you at the record release party. Me and Jack Daniels got a, got a, yeah. a, a, a yeah. serious appointment we got to get to. We got to fight the Cola Wars. I'll be, I'll I'll be, be right back. I, I'm still blown away that those are different females, by the way. Oh, yeah. Now, that's still it's weird. rocking my world. It's Ma- weird. Make Cola. Uh, my last choice is... This song feels like it's the end of his career, and oh, yeah. he was 40 years old. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. Um, he didn't really make any, like, new important music. I don't know. Did he just transition directly from this to, like... No, he had River of Dreams. Okay. That is, like, the most Disney-fied... Uh, yeah. River of Dreams is a song that could have been on any of the... It could have been on The Lion King on that soundtrack. It could have been on The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah. I think he even wrote a song or he performed a song like for... It Matata or something like that. Yeah. Like, he didn't do anything really important after that and kind of just... Res- it, mm-hmm. Like, no yeah. offense, but like, what else? There's nothing... He's, he said, I got no this, other songs. This song yeah. is the perfect reminder that all rock and roll people become rich, they become boring, and they become the man. Yeah. After this, like, this is like, he was like 38 or something when this song came out for 40. And like, it's, and like, this is like the, to me, it seems like one of his biggest songs and it feels like the end of his career. And he yeah. just, he recapped his entire life, put a pin on it, wrote a song about it and was like, 
I'm at, I'm out of here. I, yeah. I did this. I don't need to record anything else. Here's a song, like you said, a river of dreams. Mm-hmm. That's just like in the middle of the night. Yeah. Who cares? I, yeah, this was feel it. This song wasn't punk rock, but it felt a little edgy at the time. Mm-hmm. Man, he's never get hit. Like, I wonder, do you feel like when I go out to bars or parties and I see, I'm lucky enough to be around <laughs> younger people, <laughs> I feel I already feel like the old guy, and then even when I'm joking or talking, the stuff that comes out sounds like the old guy talking. I'll tell you what this song is. This song, and you mentioned it. One of you guys mentioned it earlier. This is the Forrest Gump of songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all, you know, I've, looking backwards. It's, it's yeah. all this looking backwards, kind of baby boomer reminiscing stuff, and it's just like, man, I don't care about who Forrest. I don't care about the sequel to Forrest Gump's life. Yeah, Forrest Gump two never happened for a reason. Because who cares about that? Mm-hmm. Like Billy Joel's, the second half of his career has been him on tour singing the first forty years of his yeah songs and like <laughs> and River of Dreams. Is there something wrong with that necessarily? Because no. I get pissed off at the artists when they change anyhow. Like I don't ever like anybody's new stuff. That is know. actually that is an interesting topic that I've been thinking of. Wait, what is? Uh, Mount Rushmore of the worst songs that your favorite artist oh, right. puts yeah. out, but big but it can't be from their new album. It has to be from like a, an it album you be, like. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Okay. Okay. But there's a corollary to that, which is of course the the great songs or good songs by artists you hate. Yeah, that's an interesting one. That would be a t- that would be, be a good, good two parter. Yeah. But anyway, I'm sorry, but you were saying like no, there's nothing wrong with like. I, because I indict artists for not staying current and and being retrospective and and I think there's a big actually there's a big trend in um, so what's different from this song and American Pie because it was a hit song yeah. and it looks back and says all this stuff was pretty great and it's all gone now so and I think there used to be a lot more tribute songs um, mm. let's twist again like we did last summer yeah <laughs> a lot of things that are have a, every country song is about nostalgia. The songs, they're always, you know, Maybe forever. Maybe stop singing songs yeah. about, about making America great again <laughs> yeah. and how great America used to be. Yeah, this, the words remember, the words never forget, they're all in these songs because it's, it's people who are content to live in the past. But One interesting thing that kind of ties this into uh, it's the end of the world as we know it. I mean, the song is called We Didn't Start the Fire. It's this implication that this the world is on fire. The world is exploding. Yeah. All these horrible things are happening at the same time. Just like it's the end of the world as we know it kind of had this implication that there's earthquakes and snakes yeah. and the world's blowing up and all this crazy shit's happening. These two songs kind of go hand in hand. I think this is the lesser of the two songs by far, but they kind of share a same almost not an ancestry, but there's something that they're kind of they're holding hands at some yeah. point. Yeah. I do think Michael Stipe was creating a pastiche of imagery and Billy Joel wanted us to know that he personally went through all this stuff. I think that might be a difference. Um, so I think we've mentioned all of four. Yep. Each of us. Okay. Yeah, we're good. All right, dudes, this was fun and I don't really have any psychoanalysis to do other than oh, what is this weird? It's expensive. Hat? It's expensive. Yeah, every, I know. It's, every it costs, week. cost me so much money. <laughs> I have to bill you through Cigna, then Cigna bounce it bounces back, says the billing was wrong coding. Mm-hmm. Like, um, um, 
I love the discussion ar around the music video and the ghostly apparition and then learning that he had multiple uh, um, mother characters in this thing. Um, and so then the discussion of the music video so would also get a point. Let, let's actually make those separate. So ghostly apparition is one, music video is one. Um, then I do think it was really funny the last line of the last verse and mentioning JFK Rock and Roll Cola Wars. Um, so let's make that one for Richard. For Richard. Yeah. Um, and then I, I do, yeah, think this is very evocative and it's survived into pop culture or survived into social media. So the idea of we didn't start the fire as repurposed into lists that you would find on social media. So is that four? Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's okay. A, that's a that's a full four. Okay, bros. Uh, this has been fun. Uh, thank you so much for listening, listeners. And uh, this has been the Mount Rushmore Podcast. I, as per usual, I'm Jeff. I'm Richard. I'm Michael. Thank you. Uh,